Before I introduce my next guest, I wanted to give a shout out to my monthly supporters, Danny Sweat Jr. and a new monthly supporter, Devin Gennard, great friend of mine from back home. Thank you, Devin. You're the best. If you want to become a monthly supporter, you can go to Anchor FM slash Zach Jameson and go to support the show option. For as little as 99 cents a month, you can become a monthly supporter of the show. The link is also available in the description box below. Before I introduce my next guest, I wanted to give a shout out to my monthly supporters, Danny Sweat Jr. and a new monthly supporter, Devin Gennard, great friend of mine from back home. Thank you, Devin. You're the best. If you want to become a monthly supporter, you can go to Anchor FM slash Zach Jameson and go to support the show option. For as little as 99 cents a month, you can become a monthly supporter of the show. The link is also available in the description box below. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Everything Under the Sun with your host, Zach Jameson. Today, we have a special Valentine's Day episode with a good friend, Bruna Gimpietro. She's the director of the Vagina Monologues and co-host on the WTBU show, Man Eater. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Awesome. So how are you feeling on this special Valentine's Day episode? Oh, I'm really pumped. This is like the first podcast that I've ever been a part of. Hey, that's um, So I'm psyched to guest on it. Do you have any plans for Valentine's Day? Um... No, you know, like I'm a single girly. Um, I'll probably be hanging out with my friends and like do Valentine's Day stuff and probably get trashed, to be quite honest. Valentine's Day, that's a good. I like that moniker right there. Yeah, I don't have any. I don't have any dates lined up. I like. I matched with this girl on Tinder, mm-hmm. and like, it was like kind of close to that time. So I'm like, hey, do you want to do something for Valentine's Day? And she's like, yeah, sure. And then she unmatched with me. So oh, that's where you know, we're at right now. You know, sometimes that happens, and that's fine. Oh, my God. Tinder is just... It <sighs> is. You know, I, I actually deleted my Tinder. You did? I did, yes. I feel like I needed to go on a cleanse. Um, but, yeah, it's it's just been, like, good and, like, grounding. And it's my, like, senior year, and it's my yeah. last semester. So I just want to, like, spend a lot of time with my friends and, like, see how that goes. I respect that. Yeah. I... I don't I won't like swipe for like weeks uh-huh. and then I'll just be in class and then I'll just like swipe like probably 10 and then I just get off of it. Dude, yeah. It's just like a weird I don't even know. It's mm-hmm. so I don't expect much, but even then like my expectations are still so minimal. I know. There's like something um for me it's more about like the validation of matching with somebody mm-hmm. and being like, "Oh my god, they think I'm cute too." Or like or just seeing the messages that I get cuz those are really entertaining sometimes. Yeah. Um but yeah, I like don't really expect to get anything out of Tinder really. It's just for like the quick validation that it gives me. See, I just like I'm really bad with like starting off the conversation and I'm so just like I'll either just like ask a random question or it's just like they're just there for like two weeks before I initiate conversation. Yeah. You gotta you gotta come up with like a good line, you know. I like I'm not afraid to start conversations. I often do start conversations yeah. if like I think that, that person might be interesting. Um and then I will like pick something from their profile or Yeah. That's that's what I try to do, but like some of them are just so they either don't have a bio or they just are like they just sound boring on their bio. Yeah, that makes sense. They're like, oh, I like I don't know mac and cheese. It's like I'm like, damn. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to say about that? I know. I'll like, um, 
I don't know, like, again, like, I'll pick something from the profile or, like, crack a joke or something. And then men are usually like, wait, you're funny. And I'm like, yeah, I am. Like, what's <laughs> up? Um, and then they'll be like, wait, that's, like, cool. Do you want to hang out? I'm like, no, like, you literally disrespected me. Um, but, yeah. But I do, I do like the whole Tinder game. I will probably re-download it very soon, probably after Valentine's Day. What was the weirdest message you've ever gotten on Tinder? Oh, dude. I wish I had my phone to pull it up right now. But though I find it really weird when people send me the li- really, really long ones. <laughs> like, s- there are some people that, like, have drafted ones, and then they'll just send it to mass uh, people. And then it would be like, imagine you and me together. We meet through Tinder. We go on this day. You think I'm a little bit weird. But then seven years from now, we're married with kids. Like, what do you say? And I'm like, what? literally i'm blocking it right now why are you sending me this stuff i think the weirdest message i ever got was from like i i don't know sometimes my strategy is i just like swipe on everybody yeah just because i want i want the validation of yes and so i like i swipe with somebody and it turns out that they were like looking for a threesome partner yeah i've gotten those as well and so they like hit me up they're like hey do you guys you want to meet at like a walmart and like you know talk about the game plan for like this weekend i'm like whoa oh i don't know about this oh my god that is so like straightforward um i like i do like appreciate the straightforwardness but i'm like maybe not for the threesome aspect i was very i'm just like um i just am unmatched immediately i was like this is just like not this is just not i'm not with it like me and my husband want a threesome partner i'm like oh Okay. Oh. Well, like, mm, okay, something to consider, but maybe I don't know. I appreciate them being adventurous. Like good for them. Yeah. How do you feel about um like dating apps within the BU community? Cuz I feel like um I always like see people that I know on <laughs> the apps. Yeah. So then sometimes I'll like can also can I curse on here? Yeah. Or no. Okay. Um I like I will like fuck around and like match with people that I know and then there have been times that it's like I've matched with friends I would like super like them and be like oh my god what's up damn you look so hot on your profile yes that picture looks so good and then I'll like comment on their bio or like we start start talking about like their their song that they put in the link um and then all of a sudden like I've had it happen that they're like oh so like do you want to go out and like get food sometime I'm like yeah and like expecting that it's a friend setting and we're all gonna go out with like our friends yeah. and then they're like no no like you and me like i've actually been wanting to like ask you out for a while and i'm oh. like yo um so i'm actually busy for the rest of my life um, oh damn that's tragic yeah one thing i have a complaint about tinder with is that their spotify algorithm is horrible it is yeah it's absolutely atrocious they're saying that i listen to like fucking like joji yeah. and like all this shit that i just don't listen to They'll say that I listen to, like, the Ramones. Like, no disrespect to the Ramones, yeah. but, like, I haven't listened to the Ramones since, like, I don't know, early high school. Dude, I think that somehow they, like, pull back really old stuff. Because, like, all of my current stuff that I listen to nonstop never shows up on there. And it always shows up, like, Lana Del Rey, like, Arctic Monkeys, which, like, nothing against them. Love them. But, like, those were my top when I was, like, in high school. Like, 2014. You know what I'm saying? I want to see what they have for mine. I think I I just got rid of it because it said that I liked like John Mayer and like 
like uh, none of these artists I'm like insulting by any means, but like I know I don't listen. Like, but sometimes I, I'm like I oh, feel like you're disrespecting me a little bit. You here know we go, I'm perfect saying? example. It says my anthem is Godzilla by Eminem featuring Juice World. Oh it's hell like, no! It's like what? Oh hell no! Like that's insulting. What? Uh, yeah. And my favorite artists are Brockhampton. I don't listen to Brockhampton. Yeah, that's why it's so weird that the algorithm does that. Also, my top artist is Eminem. Really? Eminem? Oh, my no. God. I've been listening to Eminem since middle school. Yeah, I don't know why like Spotify clings on. So that. I just get rid of that. And now they're going to say that my anthem is Godzilla, and it's absolutely not. Yeah. Did you like your uh, 2019 ra- wrapped, warped, or oh whatever it's called? I don't know what it's called. Oh, my God. I love Spotify. Me too. Oh, when I saw it, was really funny because um, all the Apple Music people were like, oh, my God, maybe I should switch over. And, like, that was the biggest, like, that was such a good, like, marketing ta- tactic to like do that whole thing and i think that this year they like really stepped it up oh yeah because it was like the end of the decade too yeah but like i i look for i honestly all of 2019 i was looking forward to the wrapped mm-hmm. because i like while i because i what i did this last year it was the first time i ever did it was i like saved i had like a playlist each month like a january mm-hmm. february all the way to december playlist and i'm like what did i listen to a lot and i like th- was like thinking about it. I'm like, well, let's see. I listened to a lot of Janelle Monet. I listened yes. to a lot of Nerd. Listened to a lot of Kendrick. So I'm like, oh, these are definitely going to be on there. And then when I got it, like the final songs, it said my favorite song was Welcome to Heartbreak by Kanye, which just like, it's a good, I did listen to it a lot. Yeah. But I don't know. It was just, I kept all the, all the saved stuff from it. So I have it screenshotted somewhere. But it's, no. I was so excited for it, honestly. Yeah. It's cr- so crazy because it's like, my artist of the decade and like my artist of the year has been Lana Del Rey and I think she has been for like every single year but like I don't feel like I listen to her as much as like I listen to other artists so then I'm like mm-hmm. what is this like maybe it's the the music that you have the most saved on your library like also I'm wondering if the skip button counts like if a song comes up on shuffle but then you skip it does that count or does that not count um yeah I don't know. I still have um, also my like my top 100 songs. There was a lot of songs on there that I didn't feel like I really listened to that much, especially towards the bottom of it. Like, let's see. Let me see mine. Like it said that I listened to like Kanye's Jesus is King. <laughs> it has like Selah from Jesus is King. I'm like, like I listened to it like probably five times and then I just just like put it in the back burner. Yeah. And then I have, like, oh, God, what are some of the other ones? Like, meme songs. Like, songs that I put on as a joke, and they just made it there. Which I guess it just kind of shows, like, my personality there a little bit. Mm -hmm. But, like, I don't know. Some songs I feel like shouldn't have made it. And some songs I feel like should have been way higher. Like, for example, Jolene by Dolly Parton. Yes! Jolene by Dolly Parton was, like, 21. I'm like, okay. I tortured a lot of people with that song this I, year. Oh, God, I love that song. Like, same for me, like, I listen to Seza nonstop. And the fact that Love Galore is, like, really, really down there um, doesn't make any sense. But then I, I also feel like the top ones do make sense, you know? You were talking about SZA's Control album? Yes. Oh, that's a good album. Oh, God, I love that album. I, like, did – I took a graphic design class last semester – and we had to pick an artist as a client and create a whole, um, 
like marketing tactic with like designs and stuff catered to that client and then i yeah. picked seza and it was just so fun because i just made it all completely based off the, her control album oh. uh that's easily one of my favorite albums ever did i tell you that i um i got really bored this past break mm -hmm. and so i like made a list of my top 25 favorite albums of all time it took yeah. a long time i was with my friend dustin back home and i like i like first i made a huge list of like all the albums i thought of right away and so i had like let's see i had like i had like to pimp a butterfly and i had like dirty computer mm -hmm. and then like some like classic records like like dark side of the moon all these other ones and I ended up having like 60 albums that I had because I was originally going to make a top 50. Yeah. And then it went to top 25 because there was a lot of – once when I got to like 50, I was just throwing out albums that I liked. Yeah, that makes sense. Like I had um, Doris from Earl Sweatshirt, and that's mm -hmm. a good album, but like it's not one of my favorite albums of all time. And then eventually like I like starred – I had a huge – this took like four hours. Yeah. And I like I then like took all those albums and I like starred the ones that I felt were like really necessary, mm -hmm. and that brought it down to like thirty five. And I'm like, all right, now I need to like start again the albums that like have to be on the list. And then it just like I got really torn with a lot of them. Like initially I was gonna put like no judgments here the Tarzan soundtrack on there because it's like sentimental because <laughs> I, I listened to yes. like like my mom played it when I was a kid and I'm like okay like this is very like if I'm talking about like favorite albums of all time like it's a sentimental album there's a mm -hmm. lot of like emotional connection to it but you know it's also like a soundtrack and it's a Disney soundtrack yeah so I'm like ah, I can't say that but then like and then when I finally came down to it there was like probably 12 albums Mm -hmm. that I really had to have in the top 12. And then just, like, ranking them was so hard. Yeah, that makes sense. Ah, oh, now it, it, like, really makes me want to do that. Yeah. I wonder what my top... Actually, I probably know they would all be, like... They'll be, like, Cesar, uh, Charlie XCX, like, Marine and the Diamonds. I think I had Charlie on, um like, my big list mm -hmm. and my second big list, but they didn't, she didn't make the cut for the top 25. Oof. But yeah. the thing is... The, I got this from my friend Sam Trottenberg, he was like one of the early episodes and he told me that he does this every year where he like makes this list and then he he does it every year where he'll like go over his favorite albums and rank them and he's been doing it for four years whoa and like the same album has been number one for four years and that's I, insane and when i heard him say that i'm like you know what i'm gonna try this out yeah oh now i really want to do it and so like my top five i have like my number one is two Pink Floyd records because I couldn't put them separate, Dark mm -hmm. Side of the Moon and The Wall together because, like, I cannot describe Zach from middle school or high school without it. So I, like, mm -hmm. and they're just both, like, just masterpieces in my opinion. I think a lot of people could agree with that. But there's, like, there's like as I looked over it, again, I saw albums that I could probably, that'll probably, like, go down on the list and will probably go up. Yeah. Like, my, my 12 albums that I had starred, like, I put Dirty Computer at number 12, mm -hmm. and I think that that could probably resurface again. Yeah. I think that could crack the top 10. I, I love that you like Janelle Monet. Like, yeah. I, oh, I'm obsessed with her. I, and it's not only, like, we've talked about this, like, during yeah. Vice Off, how it's not only, like, about her lyrics and her sound, but also all of the visuals that she puts into it. Like, yeah. the... Um, what is it the short film that yeah. she created yeah the emotion picture oh god it's it's so amazing yeah i remember 
I actually found her, I got into her like February of last year, mm-hmm. almost one full year now, damn. I went to New York with my friend Dan on like a, it's like somewhat of a field trip, kind of not. And I remember uh, like somebody talked about Janelle Monet, and I'm like, ah, uh, yo, fuck Janelle Monet. And I didn't even, I, I'd never even listened to her before. Yeah. I was just like, oh, she's a pop artist, fuck her. She's like, you know, I think of like, even though I like a lot of pop artists, I think of them as like mainstream. So I'm like, ah, oh, no, I'm not mainstream. Uh-huh. And then he's like, no, you should really check her out. Like, she's really good. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I'll check her out. So on the bus ride to New York, I listened to Dirty Computer and I was like, damn. Damn, it's so good. This is really good. It's so good. And so I listened to it actually twice. I listened to it on the way there and on the way back, mm-hmm. along with like five other albums. I listened to a bunch of music then. And then I watched the emotion picture when I got home and I was like, all right. This is a good fucking it's album. It's so good, yeah. And I feel like, like you were talking about um, uh, mainstream or like pop artists. I feel like a lot of people do shit on them, but like there is, uh, we also like talked about this, how um, there's just like so much value to pop yeah. music and how like you have to find your niche within that pop uh, genre. Yeah. Um, and so many people like, I like feel like a lot of people that I know or like have seen online, they're like, oh, I would never listen to this again, like, because it is pop. But I'm like, but there's so much pop that is so essential. And, like, you're depriving yourself of really, really good stuff. Like, Janelle Monae, like, Charlie XCX is, like, ultimate pop. She's, like, I don't even know what she... She's, like, I feel like she's pop with, like, dashes of, like, electronic sounds. Oh, yeah. Um, And at first, I, like... Again, I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. Like, she's too poppy for me. And then now she's literally my favorite artist. Well, when you mentioned to her when we met, like, that you like Charlie XCX, I only thought of the song Fancy. Yeah. That's where but everybody like, knew her. Exactly. But that's not it at all. Like, listen to, like, Number One Angel. Um, listen to, like, Charlie, the, the her newest album. And her, the thing that she does insanely well is she collabs with so many artists. Yeah. Like, her newest album, Charlie, she collabed with... I don't even know how many artists. Well, she had like Lizzo. She had, I think she had a song with, she had a song with um, Grimes, I think. Yeah, she had a song with Lizzo Grimes. She had, she even had, uh, she had Cupcake, which I love. I love when they collab. Yeah. Um, and she has, she like does songs with Pablo Vitar, which is a Brazilian drag queen. And he's like one of the most famous artists in Brazil right now. And like, just to see that collab makes me so happy because it's like, oh my God, my, my favorite artist from back home and my favorite artists from like mainstream pop media like in english oh and she also had a song with sky fiera too yes yes sky fiera yeah it's so good like her mind is so brilliant i don't know if she had a song with clara on the album yeah with clara she collabed she has collabed with so many people and it's insane and i highly recommend you watch um this uh her music video for what is it oh god Oh, for Spicy, it's called Spicy, and she does um, like a cover kind of of like the is it Spice Girls? I I literally okay. I I always watch that video when I'm like really drunk because it's really fun to watch. It's pretty much um, her dancing with what's his name? I'm literally blanking. Dip- Diplo. Diplo, yes, and they're dancing with um dolphins and they're all like it looks so 2000 and the editing is like purposely like really cringe and really bad um and it's the best i highly recommend it when you're drunk (laughs) all right i'm gonna check that out later yeah it's really really fun but i think if i like redid the list i'm gonna wait until december to do it 
Mm-hmm. Like I have to I have to wait a full year because I have albums that like I, one thing I worried about when I made the list was that it was like a recency bias to it because I had let's see just looking at it, I had one two three four I had like five albums that I listened to in 2019 mm-hmm. like I have the Jolene EP Jolene baby that's such a good like oh man it's so like if you don't like feel the waves of Jolene like through your spine like when you're listening to that like there is something wrong with you when I had my friend Jorge on the show I like played it for him because he's like ah, I think I've heard the song I'm like oh you definitely you have yeah and then I just like pl- I'm gonna do it right now too yeah, like play pumped. like play the intro to it because like my my sister makes fun of me for it she's like oh my god you and Dolly Parton and I'm like you have She's no so idea. She's so good. Like Kaylee, you have no idea. She also she she also kind of disrespects Janelle Monae. She calls her the dirty computer lady. I'm like, oh no, how you dare can't you? Say that. That's such an insult. How dare you call her that? Like, like. Jolene, 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 Jolene. I explain it it's so good <laughs> the way i explain it to jorge was like when i listen to the song i feel like i'm like like riding a horse down a desolate highway Literally. like somewhere in like nevada with like a dusty a dust storm coming behind me yes and i'm just riding like a stallion mm-hmm. down an empty highway it's so good i like love listening to this when i'm in the car if like I'm doing road trips or something, roll down the windows and blast this and like like I feel like my hair in the wind or whatever. Like it's just so good. Yeah, that whole album is so good. Yeah, it's just like one of those classics that is just timeless. And my hot take was like Jolene is the greatest country song of all time. It's true. It's true. And, I, and when I had that hot take, I'm like, I wonder what the public says. So I like looked at like I looked up like greatest country songs of all time, mm-hmm. and I bet that if you looked up greatest country songs of all time, you'll find that like right away. I looked it up right now, and I see some songs on there like, "I'm so lonesome I can cry." Okay, no disrespect to Hank. Yeah, but like, like, "Stand by Your Man." That's better than "Stand by Your Man." Um, I hope you can Lee Womack. Oh my God, that's disrespectful. No, they just like don't know the power amazed, that Jolene has. Amazed by Lone Star. That's so achy, man. These people are so. Oh, and then there's Jolene. Okay, Jolene's. You look it up and you'll find it. Okay, but at like, least is there. They didn't like have too much disrespect. Granted, there was like, achy breaky heart came before that. Oh, no. Amazed by Lone Star. I, I not, and again, like I'm not like a country enthusiast or anything. I, I'm not either. But I'm just saying that like Jolene deserves the respect. You know what I'm saying? I think she should. I think it should be in the same breath as like any Hank Williams or any Johnny yeah, Cash. Right it tran- it transcends the genre of country yeah. into everything. Like everybody likes that song. And if they don't, it's not really like. It's not really like the song's fault it's their fault it is it is fully like i i i'm by no means a country fan but like i heard that and i'm like all right if there's if there's stuff like jolene then i think i can get there's, by it. yeah but again I it's like it's all about like finding your niche within the genre yeah i think you can find it with any genre too. yeah i same 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 like same i like really i'm not a fan at all of like electronic music 
um, or anything like that. But then I'll find some songs that like have electronic sounds to it. And I'm like, yeah. wait, that's so good. And then I'll realize that, like that's like my niche within that genre. Yeah, I think like especially we were talking about the Charlie record. Like that has a lot of electronic yeah elements to it. Like pretty heavy too. Yeah, exactly. And like I I don't consider myself a person who like likes that like electronic music but i'm obsessed with charlie and like she makes it she like combines pop and electronic so well um and i just love it highly recommend it i think of the song click and that was the yes. first song i heard off of that album like i like whoever you like hear a song and then you have to listen to the whole album yes that's what happened when i listened to click mm. i heard the like the outro to it and it was just like i don't know like the production was just insane. It's so it. it's like it's really insane. But like, yeah, every every niche. I I wasn't a big electronic fan. Yeah. And then I found Daft Punk, and they make like they're like the they're like the Godfathers of uh, yeah. And from there, I just like my buddy Devin actually from back home. He um, he showed he he was like a huge Daft Punk fan, and I wasn't always a fan. And then I listened to their stuff, and then I just like fell in love. I love the robot. They have this album called Human After All, and it's just, it's, I mean, their whole shtick is that they're, like, robots. Yeah. And that's just, like, I think it's also their their persona that plays into the music, mm-hmm. and that's why I like them so much. Yeah. Because, like, if they, I wonder if they, like, for example, like, Dead Mouse, for example. And I'm not just, I'm not insulting Dead Mouse mm-hmm. to any Dead Mouse fans out there. <laughs> but, like, I, I don't disrespect his music, but, like, Daft Punk has like the robot sound and their music, they sound like robots and yeah. they've never showed their faces except for like in the early days. But they continue, like they never show their faces. They never like do interviews. They're so like isolated that you generally think that they're robots at points. If you if I was like a kid and I came across them, I would genuinely think they're robots. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I love artists who like put on this whole like, persona because then they're like actually an artist and like not just a singer yeah. um it's the whole thing with like lady gaga she's like insane yeah. um and i i just like love that so much how like artists put so much effort into like costume um makeup like all these different i don't i can't even describe it you know yeah, I never get over the meat dress incident. Yes, no, I was literally thinking about it right now. I was like, the meat dress. That's like <laughs> iconic. Yeah. She was somebody who I feel like instantly made icon status, like right away. Oh, for sure. And I don't think a lot of people do that, you know? Like, she came out with Poker Face. And I remember when she first started, she had that, um, she had like the, is she a man? Is she a woman yeah. thing over her? And for like, so when I heard Poker Face, I was like, oh this is weird this Mm. is like i was not i was i was like really scared because i was like i was like eight years old yes and my my dad actually showed me him uh showed me her and he's like yeah this is like this is like a guy i'm like oh okay so we heard poker face and i'm like oh man this is fuck this is weird and then like the whole the whole rest of the album was like really good they have a lot of good singles off of it yeah and then it came out that she was like she was kind of using it as like a like a publicity thing. Yeah, probably. And then she just like she became like this generation's Madonna almost. I know it's crazy. And she hasn't made an album in five four years. Yeah. Oh, yo! I literally saw like a meme the other day, and it was like 
um, who goes first, like Rihanna or Gaga, like they've been waiting for four years. They're like, okay, me, no, uh, you go first. And then because they just haven't put out an album um, because we, we need an album. Like it's been way too long. I feel like every album she has like a pretty massive hit off of it. Yeah. I think her most underwhelming album was probably Art Pop. Um, I, and that wasn't even like, it wasn't, I, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't a huge fan of it, but then Joanne was good. Like yeah. she, she's done a lot of. Yeah. I, I mean, like I know a lot of Gaga fans don't like Joanne and I, I love it. Like, I also think that like, I like related back to my freshman year and I, like, I had such a wonderful time, like listening to, it. I remember like being in Warren Towers with like my best friends and we just had like twinkle lights on and we were listening to like Joanne, like drinking pinot grigio and like pinot grigio girls like came on i was like ah! and it was just such a wonderful experience so i think that like i love the album so much because of my relationship to it well i think it's also one of like if you, you can kind of put um the fame and born this way together I feel mm -hmm. like they have like similar sounds yeah the fame was a little more i think a little more um electronic well not mm -hmm. electric maybe not electronic more house sounding and then born this way has more some different sounds has some like um like it's more it sounds a little harder you know? yeah i think i'm i'm more of like uh, it's it's difficult because it's like like i feel like fame it's it's just like more classic yeah um but yeah i do all of her stuff is so good but yeah i would say that our pop is probably my least favorite but that being said like i see some songs in here that are huge like applause that was in every commercial in 2013. Literally, yeah. And yeah, applause. And I'm also obsessed. I listen to Mary Jane Holland, like, at least once a week. I really, really like that song. Um, same with GUI. Um, those are, like, definitely my favorite ones out of our pop. Yeah, Do you, Do What You Want featuring R. Kelly. Yes. That was good. Now, like, no, got, yeah. got to cut out. No, the yeah, no there, more, but. no more. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah, she took it off appreciate that but then like you know and then joanne i don't i never really got into it that album either i was kind of out of like my uh my sister was a huge lady gaga fan. yeah i think probably my favorite would probably be uh, the born this way album that was the album that like mm -hmm. she kind of cemented herself as like an icon yeah for sure and then now she does like acting she was on uh, american horror story she had the, yo the i love american horror story yes and she did stars born i haven't seen that but you I know, either, I'm but like obsessed with the soundtrack. <laughs> my mom literally bought the soundtrack for one song. I think it was um. I love Shallow. That. Yeah, yeah Shallow. Oh my god, the amount of times I like tried to karaoke to Shallow is like embarrassing. Um, but yeah, Gaga just slapped. Please put out new music. We she, need it, please. She's somebody who could like, she won't have to release an album for like ten years, but when she does, it's just like yeah she's back you know mm -hmm. you said rihanna hasn't made an album in four yeah, years yeah same with true? rihanna she hasn't made anything um i don't think i'll ever be able to spell her name right ever yeah no <laughs> i've always struggled this she's only 31 yeah what she's hella young whoa i did not know that i thought she was like i mean she doesn't look old by any means but like whoa mm -hmm. i had no idea my big thing was like when i was a kid I was like, I shouldn't say I was tortured with her, but like she was always on the radio mm. and they played her so much. 
Yeah. They played her so much. So I like, I resented her for a while. But now I kind of regret that. I kind of regret it a little bit. Yeah, that makes sense. But like, I don't know. She's also like, I'm looking at um, Good Curl Gone Bad. And yes. that was like, like a, a massive album in the 2000s. I love, like, I just like have those songs that like I cry to with Rihanna. Okay, but also Anti, like, that that album was insane um yeah that was her last album in 2016 it was anti apparently she's coming out with an album called r9 i'm excited says for 2020 that's kind of cool yeah um well she's just like she's a major business mogul now yeah she is um california king bed like i sob to that song there's like something really special um (laughs) about it but yeah, see, man down, so good. I think I think that like la- like her. Okay, I'm on Spotify right now, but on 2010 she came out with Loud, and I think that that's when she like got mad famous. Cause like she had Rude Boy in 2019, but that's the only one that like stuck out. See, Rude Boy, I I like hated that song. When it really? Came out. They played it yesterday at Tits, and I was like. Ah. <laughs> yeah, I think um for me, I think the album that I resonate with was a good girl gone bad only because of all the songs that were there Mm -hmm. like take a bow disturbia this is all off of one album by the way um yeah rehab um don't stop the music umbrella you're right shut up and drive like that there's only 15 songs on that album i just listed six of them that was a huge that's probably one of the most popular albums of the 2000s and nobody talks about she has yeah you're right she like she has come out with like albums every year and then she just stopped. This is crazy. Like, oh, okay, A Girl Like Me, her 20, 2006. Um, I Love SOS and Unfaithful also makes me cry. Um, it's like on my cry playlist. And then she has like a 20, uh, 2005 album and then she has Ponder Replay, which again, classic. She has so much music. Yeah. Come out with more music, Rihanna, please. She sold over 250 million records. That's insane. That's crazy. And she's won. Damn, she's just her her net worth is 600 million. That's insane. Damn. Good for Rihanna. Good yeah, for her. go for her. I think everybody can kind of establish like everyone kind of throws out like Ariana Grande and um like Margot Robbie, but I think Rihanna might be the most beautiful of this generation yeah rihanna is like that bitch you know what i'm saying she's she's so bad well she can like pull off any hairstyle too yeah she can just do anything good Mm -hmm. for her yeah i don't know falling down the wormhole of music and talk about that i know i know i'm like ooh, i could talk about this for so long but i want to go back to dating apps for yes let's because um we were talking about tinder but i i don't know what your experience is with bumble or not okay yeah i've i've had experience in all of the realms of all of the dating apps. Um, I've done, yeah, Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge. Hinge? I've never heard of Hinge. Yeah, Hinge, it's like, it's more, it feels more professional because it's like you, the way that it works, you don't swipe, you like like that person, and they will always know if you like like them. Okay. So it's, it's like on Tinder, like if you swipe on somebody, like they will know that you swiped. Oh, okay. Before like you match or whatever. But on Bumble... It's like, um, so the girls message first. Um, 
but like I always be messaging first on Tinder anyway. So like for yeah. me, that doesn't really make any difference. But the thing about Bumble is that it works on a 24 hour spam. So if you don't message somebody within 24 hours or like they don't message you back, um, your match expires, Yeah. which like kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, and I'm not about to pay the extra money to like rematch with somebody yeah. because like that costs money, um, which is crazy, but they probably do make mad money. Um, how do you feel about Bumble? I like it that I don't have to message first. Yeah. And I think it's, I mean, it's cool if there's unlimited swipes. That's nice. But for me, I feel like that's almost like my complaint with it. Like for me, if I'm on like, if I'm back on my like Tinder game and I'm like mm -hmm. talking, I prefer to have like a, like a, a limit to it. Yeah. Cause that, that's when I'm done with it. Yeah. With Bumble, you can swipe for hours until you run out of people to swipe with. It's really unhealthy, honestly. That's why I prefer Tinder, because, like, okay, you get, like, what, 50 likes every 12 hours? It's like, all right, so I'm going to swipe on 50 people, say that's the number. Yeah. And then I'm done. I go back to doing what I was doing. Because <laughs> I usually, if I'm swiping, I'm usually, like, not being productive in another avenue. Oh, know? yeah. No, it's it's really bad, because, like, I remember, like, I, I used to have um, this folder on my phone, and it was called bullshit, and then it had all of the t all of the dating apps inside it. Um, but I would just spend way too much time because it's really entertaining, oh, I, so and like fun. we talked about, it's the validation aspect, and it's just really fun. It's like, oh my god, is that person gonna match me? What is? What are they gonna reply like to my message or whatever? Uh, but I feel like I waste so much time. With yeah, it. I think I've had more success on Tinder, and yeah, it, same easily. And I. My thing that I've always been concerned with with myself is that my bios are always trash. So what I did I on got you. I'm going to help you, you know? So what I did on Tinder recently is I just got rid of the bio. I'm like, you know what? It doesn't really matter. No, it does. I'm going to, from a woman's perspective, the bio matters. Because, like, I can tell what type of person you are from the bio. Fair. Yeah, you have to just throw in, like, a joke. I, like... Um, I'm big on like self-deprecating jokes. So like my my Tinder bio used to be, the only curves I got in my body is my scoliosis. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. So uh, yeah, I like so everybody would always message me about that, and they'd be like, "Ha ha, like you're so funny," or they they'd be like, "I know, I bet you have more curves than that," and I'd be like, "Lol, <laughs> okay." Um, but yeah, just like throw in like something funny like that, and you are bound to get way 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 more matches because sometimes like the pictures are like okay and yeah. then the bio have something mad funny and i just want to match to talk about something that they have in the bio um yeah. and then i'll message them and be like yo um but yeah my, my bio for a while was um looking for the yoko ono to break up my boy band and that had some success i got that from my friend yeah Cooper. that's pretty good i've also put on um it's cuffing season and i have handcuffs <laughs> also pretty successful um yeah but just pick something fun quirky i need something quirky yeah i don't know and then bumble i don't even know i don't i don't know what the demographic is for that like i feel like the bumble crowd is different than the tinder crowd yeah tinder just like everybody's in it and then bumble less people and then hinge is even like a smaller crowd yeah. i feel like hinge it's quite preppy um okay. i don't know it's just because it like looks, it feels like the LinkedIn of dating apps. That's how it the feels LinkedIn like. LinkedIn of dating apps. Um, yeah, I would recommend you download it just to like try it out. Um, I've I've I like used it and like I liked it, but I think that Tinder is like just the most chill because it's like yeah. you're not. I don't know. It's just like you're just fucking around on the app, you know, like having fun or like 
um, exploring. I don't know. I think, I think the reason why it's so successful is because people have such little expectations. Yeah, I think that's true. Like I go in there, I'm like, okay, I'm definitely not gonna find a wife on here. <laughs> no. But it's mi- maybe you never know. Yeah. There has been people who have gotten married on Tinder. And it's yeah, I know so many people who have like boyfriends or girlfriends through Tinder now. Yeah. And that's crazy to me. Yeah, my ho- my guest that I had on last week, Isabel, she her boyfriend, she met on Tinder. I'm like, yeah, good for you. Yeah, good for and you. And it's honestly. a lot more common than like I would expect, because so many people are like, yeah, you won't find a boyfriend through Tinder. But I'm like, but I know several people who have. Yeah, you know? I mean, I think it's definitely like known for like the hookup app. Oh, for sure, yeah. But you know, it's not to say that people are. Some people are on there just to make friends. Yeah, and I find those people like no honorable. It's it's so true because it's like before. They used to have the like Tinder group, so yeah. you. I remember like fresh. They they deactivated that, and that sucks. But it used to be really fun because me and my friends would go on it, and we would match with more people. And then one of my friends, she told me that like she had gone to like parties with these people. Yeah. She like actually met up with them and like partied. Um, but I so for Bumble, they actually have different sectors of it. They have like the dating one. Yeah. I think they have like a networking one, and then uh, a friend one. And I I studied abroad in Barcelona in Spain this summer for three months, and I was absolutely alone. And I was like, how am I gonna make friends? And then I was like, just browsing on Bumble, and I was like, oh my god, they have like a BF like Bumble BFF version. Yeah. So it's just like you create your a like friendship profile, and then you swipe on people that you think are cool, or like yeah. you would like to hang out with. And I actually made so many friends from using that. I've never thought of using like bumble bff yeah but i've also haven't been in that situation yet yeah exactly but like it's overwhelmingly like women centered like i i only saw like a couple of like guys profiles on it um yeah which like i don't know kind of makes sense but i like had the best time i like highly recommend bumble bff to anybody and like i still keep in touch with the people that i met on bumble bff because we became so close um but yeah so tell us tell us a little about uh vagina monologues okay <laughs> so hello i am the co-director of this year's productions of boston university of the vagina monologues and Yoniki bot and these are uh female empowerment performances on campus um so we had historically we've always produced like the vagina monologues and that is a play written by Eve Ansler in 1996 and it's pretty much this like woman who compiled uh, a bunch of female experiences and um, encompassed them in this play and it's just like so the vagina monologues is comprised of a bunch of monologues that attempts to encompass the female experience so we have monologues ranging from just like let's talk about vaginas because women have them and to talking about uh, pubic hair, um, sexual empowerment, childbirth, but also heavier topics like uh, sexual assault and rape um, and things like that. Um, but it's a really, really wonderful experience. I highly recommend it. And the, the most amazing part is after the performances, uh, we have everybody go out and the people in the audience, like I have men come up to me and tell me that like I've made them cry because like it's so impactful and other men being like i never knew that like women went through that stuff like 
that's crazy and it's just like a really great piece to destigmatize um so many things about the female body and like the female experiences that people often are afraid to talk about um but yeah so were you a part of other productions in the past yeah so i've i've been involved in the vagina monologues for three years now this is my third year and they, the directors last year chose me to direct it this year, okay. um, which is amazing. It's such an honor. Um, but yeah, it's easily the best thing that I've ever been involved with at BU. And then last year, the directors decided to like add a sister play called Yoni Kibat to encompass um, for like intersectional experiences that like the vagina monologues might not address. So these are original monologues written by women of color, queer women, and non-binary folks at BU. And these work like slam poetry or like storytelling. Um, like yeah, and they can be like super funny. Um, we have like such great pieces right now. And that show is gonna be in March after spring break. And I will, I will tell you all about it, like, yeah. So were you familiar with the vagina monologues before coming to BU? No, like not at all. I, I had no idea. And then um, one of my really good friends, Ina, who was a director last year, she was involved in it freshman year. And she was like, I think that you should audition for it. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck this is. Like, I have no idea. This sounds a little weird. And then I auditioned and I like it's crazy because this sounds like really cheesy or whatever but like I can see myself like growing every year with the production because before like I don't know I was like outgoing but like I wouldn't like speak my mind as much as I would like or I wasn't yeah. as confident and little by little like I realized that like when you put yourself on a stage and you talk about your vagina in front of hundreds of people and they have nothing to do but listen to you speaking about your vagina it's like insanely empowering but also like it just sheds that extreme layer of like embarrassment or like anxiety yeah. of, or nervousness yeah. that right now i'm like i can really like like do whatever you know that's awesome yeah that's how i felt like this is completely not related at all to yeah. vagina monologues but like back in high school um me and my friends would like go on stage every uh we had like this um spirit week and every spirit week there mm -hmm. was an open mic yeah and so freshman year me and uh my friend devin who's now a monthly supporter of my show mm -hmm. shout out to you devin um we put out we went on and did the humpty dance mm -hmm. from digital underground and like i was like super nervous to do it but then we ended up fucking crushing it yes and we became like icons right away like we immediately like because we got, I mean, we weren't supposed to play that song. Like, our, the teacher got pissed. The teacher got absolutely mad. We almost got suspended for it. But what happened was, like, that day and for, like, the rest of the year, and this was in, like, March, and school ended in June, people come up to me like, yo, Humpty! like, oh, this is badass. And then, so because of that reaction, like, what you were talking about with self-confidence, yeah. myself, I'm like, oh, okay, I have to do this every year. and Because I was like, I don't want to, I'm going to sound like a pompous ass for a second, but I fucking, I was the king of that fucking open mic. I crushed it. Oh my it. God. I was the fucking king. I, I was the highlight of it, you know? Yeah. I was like the main showing. So then next year, I did it again. We did, um, I think we did Just a Friend by Biz Marquis. Mm -hmm. And again, we fucking crushed it again to no surprise. And then junior year, we did um, Evanescence's uh, Wake Me Up. And I did like the the falsetto, and then like the the crashing, like the 
wake me up. Oh my god, yeah. That was great. Again, that one was a little more mixed uh, reviews. Yeah, because it was like we sounded t- absolutely horrible. We were just embarrassing ourselves. But yeah, we every year we did that and people were always excited for it. But yeah, it built my confidence up when I yeah. did that. Just like if you go up on stage just to like kind of say whatever you want, not caring about being embarrassed or not, it just like I feel like it amplifies your confidence a lot. Yeah, I love it. And then people will come up to me like I would be walking around like after and people would be like, "Oh my god, you're the girl that talked about your clit on stage." And I was like, "Yeah, that was me." Um, but yeah, it's really really fun. Um yeah, I'll give you all the details so you can come to the show. Highly recommend it. And um, yeah, I just I also like particularly love men's reactions to it because like women come and they're always like, wow, like I feel so empowered. Like this, like this speaks to like my experiences and everything. But then men are like, yo, I had no idea that like this happened. And I was like, well, now you know. <laughs> um, but yeah. So you also do. Um man eater i do for wtbu how long have you been doing that for um since my sophomore year this is our sixth semester running damn on wtbu yeah so what 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 is the show about so we um we're like we're a feminist radio and talk show and we particularly we okay we specifically play um female artists um to give spotlights to women who often don't get those spotlights. Um, So in the beginning, we used to play like everything, but little by little, I think that like by maybe our second semester running, we realized that like we wanted to exclusively play, play female artists. And then it just like gave me like a different look also on music. And we were talking about this on last week. So right now the show is on Saturdays from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. and we were talking about how women are often like not considered like top artists they can be like oh yeah her song is good or whatever but like this rap artist is better which is like really really fucked up in my mind and like I even researched the um, Spotify top 50 of that week and there were only I think maybe five or seven women in that list of top 50 and it was like Billie Eilish like um Dua Lipa, Ariana Grande, and some like Nicki Minaj, but like those are already like massive artists, and yeah. I don't know. It just made me really upset how like there is so much music by women, but so often people are like, "Oh, that's like a women-centered music," and like that's like particularly created for women, so like I don't need to listen to that. But like everything is particularly created for men um, in the patriarchal society, but like. I just feel like people just don't give female artists the credit that they deserve. Um, like special things like Dirty Computer and like um, like uh, Number One Angel by Charlie. Like people are like, oh, those are good or whatever. But they'll literally blast some like mediocre um, male artist music and be like, this is amazing. Like let's idolize this dude. And I'm like, you're just doing the bare minimum, you know? Do you think that it's going in the right direction? What like? Um, do you think that there's more representation now, or do you think that it's still kind of in the same kind of mesh? Yeah, I think that now it's it's definitely growing. Like I can see more like f- women like headlining festivals and stuff like that. Um, and like, but like being in, in top playlists, I think that there's still time to get there. I think that women are getting the recognition now more than they deserve. I just don't think that 
the general public particularly like might see them as deserving of it or being like oh yeah whatever like they're just headlining that but like that's so big and so special because i don't know i think like what i've noticed just in my observation is i feel like there's been the stigma around female rap artists in particular yes and i've like i think it's because i'm not a huge Nicki minaj fan Mm -hmm. um i think when you think of like female rappers people always think of like missy elliott um lil kim and Nicki minaj yeah and like i'm not gonna insult missy elliott because you know she's she's a legend in Mm -hmm. her own right but i think about like um like um no name and rhapsody yeah like rhapsody she was on my i made an album of the years list and i put rhapsody on there because her album eve it's incredible Mm -hmm. and then no name i love no name no name is so good and nobody ever talks about her and it's insulting because like she's an amazing rapper she's probably better than half of the probably more than half of the guys rappers of today oh yeah no doubt and like i find that like I mean, I don't particularly listen to like male rap um, because I just don't think that it's catered towards me. Like, um, like I don't like, and then I feel like a lot of the critique on like female rap is because it's like women centered and they're like, oh my God, they're talking about their pussy. I'm like, well, ma- like male centered rap just talks about like getting money, fucking bitches and like doing drugs. Um, like, I, like not to generalize, but like that is like a big, um, like narrative of it. And like when women, like Cardi B, like um, like even like Doja Cat, that is not like a rap artist. When they talk, when they choose to talk about those topics, people are like, "Oh my God, she's over sexualizing herself. That's so gross." And I'm like, men are just doing that, but they, they are like gaining power from talking about um like sex in that way but women are just seen as like objects but like doja cat does such an incredible job um and her new album hot pink highly recommend it literally almost all of the songs talk about her pussy and it's it's just so smart the way that she does it and it's so powerful um, I've been listening to it non nonstop, and I really appreciate the buzz that's going around it, and like the um, the credit that she's been given. What do you think of um, Meg The Stallion? Love, love, love. Um, but I I also haven't heard too much um, music from her. Um, but I I like really need to need to like she's like on one of my like in that list that like I really need to get into Meg The Stallion. Yeah. Um, yeah yeah that's i have the same thing with like i have a a listen later list and it's Mm -hmm. infinitely growing it feels like it feels like at this point i have more more music that i I, like i need to check out than i can even i can even handle at this point i know like if i pull up my listen later right now plus i just have so many playlists it's just it's just tough i love it so like actually it's it's better now because i like what happens is I like put a bunch of albums on there and then I get rid of like half of them because I'm just like, you know what? I'll find it at another time. Yeah. So like, for example, like I've been meaning to listen to Jay-Z's The Blueprint for like months and I haven't checked it out yet. So at this point I'm like, I'm just like, I'm organizing them by like the beginning because I put like the first song of the album on it. Yeah. So like right now I have like Wolfpack's Mr. Finish Line. I've been meaning to get into Wolfpack. I listened to a couple albums and I really liked it. 
Uh, Marvin Gaye's What's Going On, iconic album. Wanted to check that out. Um, Little Wayne came out with a new album. I I checked it out, but I didn't like listen to it fully because I was at Fit Rec. And just other albums like that I've been meaning to check out that I just haven't gone around to. And then I have a Listen Again album. Yes. And these are albums that I need to like re-listen to. And so I have like Nerd Seeing Sounds. I've been listening to Adele's 19 in a while. Yes. Oh, um, I love Adele. <clears throat> just like, so there's albums that like, if I look at my albums that I have saved, there's a lot of albums that I like, if I re-listen to, I probably wouldn't like. Another artist, I think I mentioned this to you when we met, like, um, her name's Nicotine. She's yes. Oh, I love Nicotine. You listen to Nicotine? Yes, 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 yes. I remember talking about it. I'm going to put it up right now. Because I remember the first song I heard was Running, which is like her most popular song. Yes. But then when I listened to the full album, it had the open letter intro. And that was just like. The open letter, yeah. And from there, I'm like, okay, I need to I need to check her out. I She's know. incredible. I love Nicotine so much that she was, like, the song Running was my top six for 2019. I wonder where that's on my list. Because yeah. I, I listened to so much of that. Yeah, I've, I listened to it so much. And it's crazy because it's like, I feel like I haven't. Because she also doesn't have that much music. Yeah. Um, but, oh, God, an open letter, it's it's incredible. The album, as well as the intro to it, um, it's she, she, like, speaks in poetry, and it's so beautiful. Yeah, and she has a couple other songs that are like that, too. Um, let me see. I want to see where that album lands on my top. I know I found it in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to find it real quick. Because I didn't know. If you're on the... Um, the desktop version of Spotify, you can make folders. Yo. I found that out, and I was so excited. What? Yeah, if you go to Spotify Web Player. You can like, or if you're just like on the um, the like desktop app of it, you can make folders with it now, which is fucking. I needed that so badly. That's so amazing. I figure I have to tell everybody about that. Yeah. But now, like looking at my plays, I feel like they need a little love, you know, because I I feel like I go through periods of time where I just like binge on the music that i already have and then i'll get bored i'm like okay like i've been listening to this for so long but then i just have like a block and i just like can't seem to like find good music that i like um but then at the same time i'll go through phases where like i'll just get new music all day every day and those are the best phases oh yeah i also have um i i told you about my uh like my monthly playlist thing Mm -hmm. that i was doing I, I'm putting it in parts this this year. I'm just putting it like part one, part two, 2020. Yeah. And like, even when I put them in parts, they're just fucking everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. like the last uh, five songs, I have like, I re I refound I reappreciate the song "Crazy" by Narles Barkley. It's mm-hmm. a great song. Um, this is a song by this artist named Sir, and she has a song with Ken- he or she has a song with uh, Kendrick Lamar. Good song. Okay. Um, and then I have, I listen to Stevie Wonder's um, music to my mind, uh, and that's that album's so good. And I listen, I listen to that. So the song "Keep on Running," yes, that's great. But yeah, so I have like that's just part two, and part one was like Wolfpack and this artist uh, Marcus King that my sister got me into. But I don't know. I like I don't have like a like a time frame for it it's just like when it feels right to make a new playlist i like put it on yeah for sure sometimes i'll like listen to a song 
and it would be so good that I'm I'm like already envisioning like a theme for a playlist. So then that will spark like an entire new playlist. Well, what I used to do, and this isn't like when I like the early days of my Spotify, um, you know, alliance with Spotify. I uh, I like just made a playlist called Zach, mm-hmm. and every song that I liked, I just threw into that playlist, and I still have it. I, I don't ever listen to it because it's like it's a little outdated at this point. But yeah. I have um, like like 700 songs in it. Whoa. And that's why I can't listen to it. Because if I shuffle it, which I feel like I should just shuffle it for the for the meme of it, you know? Like, yeah. Just, just to see what happens. But it's just like so old at this point. Okay. So I actually have two Zach playlists. Zach. Oh, yeah. Because I have two Spotify accounts accidentally. So if I just shuffle this, what is it going to play? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, God. It's from fucking... Oh, I don't even want to... I'm not going to even mention what that is. Ugh. Yikes. What's this next song? Okay. All she needed was some... All she needed was... Childish Gambino. That's good. Yeah. That's... I love him. It's just... Uh, such a match. Oh, okay. If I play... I have, a, I have two Zach playlists. The other one has 600. This one... First song is... <laughs> Mine on Richie. Oh, that's so funny. Okay. But yeah, it's a it's a mess, so I don't listen to that playlist anymore. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's fun. I love Spotify. I can sell Spotify. Like, if they ever need somebody to sell Same. it to them, I could sell it so hard. Yeah, their stuff is so good. That's why I love running into Apple Music people. I'm like, why? Same. I'm like, literally, why are you on that? They're like, oh well, you know, you can save it to your library. It's like. I'm like, cool. You can also do that. On Spotify. Through Spotify, you can save it to your own. Playlist. Like, does it matter? Is, you're gonna click on the same button to get there. Yeah. The only cool thing about Apple Music is that you can like set your alarm to songs. I but mean, like, there's apps for that. Yeah, there's apps for that, and also like Apple Music doesn't have the collection of like artists or like songs that Spotify offers. Spotify's great. Like, and I was like. For the for the student um, deal, you get Spotify, Hulu, and Showtime for five dollars a month. Mm-hmm. What do you get with Apple Music? Yeah, no. You don't way. get anything. No way. And then after you're done with an album or playlist, it makes a radio based on the on the songs that are in that. I love the radio aspect of it. It's incredible. And then they make you playlist every day. Dude, my favorite is the Discover Weekly. I should explore Discover Weekly. Oh, I do it every week. Sometimes, like, last week, I was like, mm, I don't like this. And then this week, it's just been hitting me with real good music. Um, I but never yeah. explore it, and I don't know why I don't. I do it, like, religiously. Like, when it hits Sunday, I do it. What's the release radar looking like today? Oh, that's cool. But, yeah, so it's just, like, I need to explore it more, honestly. It's a mess. It's a complete mess. Because I, I, like... I told you about my listen later, and like mm-hmm. when I do check it out, it's really cool. But at the same time, I just never—I never get around to it. I like that they make daily mixes. Like that's cool. Yeah. Even, even if I don't appreciate the daily mix enough, you know. Mhm. I don't know, but I feel like it would be a good time to end now. Yeah. Um, we talked for a while. It's like we have, we have. This was so fun, though. I've never, like I said, I've never done a podcast, and I really want to start my own. So like. This was a good way to like get a little introduction. Well, my my listeners are going to hear an Anchor ad twice today. Um, Anchor, um, 
It's a free software. You can get it on the App Store. There's also a desktop version, Anchor FM. You put your, you can record it on Anchor, or you can do what I'm doing and record on a separate medium like GarageBand. Import the audio into GarageBand. I'm sorry, into Anchor, and then Anchor immediately matches you up with sponsors. You can have monthly supporters like I do. Shout out to Daniel and Devin. And then um, you can also add background music. You can uh, make transitions. You can cut up the episode. So Anchor is like the best. And it puts it on Spotify, puts cool. it on Apple, puts it on Google Podcast. So I'm like, I'm a big Anchor fan. I'm going to look into it. Yes. Anchor's great, honestly. And there's like other things that are like Anchor, but I think Anchor like is the best all-in-one package. You can just do everything right there. Mm-hmm. But that's enough of my sales pitch for today. But, all right. Well, thanks for coming on today. Thank and you. And for my listeners, uh, we'll be back next week. Um, do you have any last final thoughts you want to say to the audience? Um, oh, we have a phone call. <laughs> um, I feel like I shouldn't. I feel like we should just ignore yeah. it. Okay, my final thoughts is... Uh, th- Thanks so much for having me. This was <laughs> awesome and happy Valentine's Day, y'all. <laughs>